Good morning. This is Wednesday, September 20th. I am here for episode 9 of the ADHD podcast. This is the ADHD ADHD's Guide to Fantasy Sports. This is essentially a glorified audio journal for my uh, fantasy teams for the week. Um, baseball is finally ended, more or less. Uh, I've been knocked out of all the playoffs that I've been in or have missed the playoffs, so I won't even make the championship game this year. So the way I finished on Yahoo is that big 20-man team in the Joe Rogan Fantasy League. I finished 19th. Which is fine. I have a tendency to focus on either hitting or pitching and cannot seem to catch up because it's 20 men. It was harder for me to get a hold of that until it was too late. So all the young pitchers had already gotten snapped up and stashed on the benches of teams. Which is fine. That That is a tough league I use to figure out how to play the rest of my leagues. That's essentially, okay, I could not get this player here. That means I need to be just a little bit faster in my other leagues picking up those players. That's fine. Um, There's the Europe MLB 23 team. I finished third in that league because I won 7-6 in the third place game. Uh, That's all right. That's a startup dynasty league for a bunch of people that I know in a hockey league, so that's why it's Europe MLB, because most of them are like in Sweden or Slovakia or something. Uh, third place, not too bad. First year in the league. I finished 10-9 and nine in the regular season. I think I went in as like a number 5 seed in the playoffs or something like that. Um, hardball Dynasty League. I finished 12th out of 16 in that league. I'm cool with that because I finished 15th out of 16 last year. I'm slowly building up a solid core in that one. Uh, in my year six dynasty keeper, I fin- <laughs> Man, this one was fun. This one is a 20-man team, and I finished 11th in my first year with a team that was essentially 15th place last year. Um, I'm going to try and flip Paul Goldschmidt on this team because he is getting up there in age and I need to get some value for him. Uh, I got him to play for this year and I moved from the second pick down to the sixth pick. So I was still able to get Kodai Senga in this draft in the first round, but I did give up on Drew Jones, which is okay. He Drew Jones does not look too impressive in his first like in his first year this year. That he's actually looked pretty weak, which is kind of like his dad. His dad was had a couple really, really impressive years, but otherwise his dad hit below 250 and was just like a defensive replacement guy, which is not bad. He was very awesome to watch for the Braves back in the day. Um, Cooperstown 16. This is a new league that I start uh, started up this year with some guys I knew from a basketball league. These are... Uh, like, I'm in the consolation bracket right now, which I totally forgot was still going on. I thought it ended last round. Uh, I'm playing for fifth place right now, but it's not looking too good. I'm 9-3 and three at the moment, so um, that's fine. That one's, like, pretty done out. There's not really a whole bunch that I can do here. Everything's pretty, uh, 
pretty set. Can't wait for the offseason there. But I I finished second in the regular season, flamed out in the first uh, first round, and then I couldn't play in the second round because I was off on a cruise. So I wasn't able to make those transactions work. Um, I've got this, the small version of that league where you're only going to like keep three at most. I finished fourth in the regular season in that league, and right now I am battling for fifth place also in there. Not, I'm going to hit sixth place, I'm down a game, and there's not really a whole bunch that my team can do the rest of the week. Players are injured. Um, yeah, there's just not a whole bunch I can do right there, but I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Sixth place is sixth place, and it's not really going to mess me up. Um, last but not least, I have Dumb and Dumber, the one that I railed on constantly in the, fr- the start of my uh, podcast. I'm in 7th place there, and this was a very weird kind of year. Like, there was that back and forth about my team versus another team. I might just tell, tell them no thanks for next year. Um, I might have overextended myself by one team in the dynasty because it's 10 team but it it's deep there's all kinds of quality pitchers on my team but I can't seem to get everything else right and I'm just I might go through it with it next year and then give up on it but we'll see what happens so that's that's not too bad for this year so that's 7 out of 10 12 out of 16 11 out of 20 11 out of 20 is not bad Especially for a team that was 19 out of 20 the previous year. Um, 19 out of 20 in that Joe Rogan League. And then the the 4 out of 12 in the small keep. 2 out of 16. Oh. <laughs> it's still going to be like 6 and 6. But those finishes will round off here in a second. Um, my football teams this year. Oh, wait. No, I got one more baseball team. <laughs> Uh, that Dynasty one. I got a teacher that I knew in high school that allowed me into a, a Dynasty league of theirs, and uh, you know I'm I'm liking this league a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, ugh, man, there's so many hard decisions on this team because everyone has done so well. I essentially need to consolidate value at the end of every season. So I need to take my guys and then try and flip them for other players. If I can get a decent young player to keep, that's awesome. Unfortunately, I like, I really like all my players. I think I have a tenth player that I would like to keep. But the unfortunate part about that... I have 11 players I'd like to keep, but one of them I'm going to go and flip. And that the question is just, who do I take and who do I leave? Because on the on the whole, they did well, but they all crapped out at the same time toward the end of the season. So I'm in the con- effectively the consolation bracket. And I'm going to finish at quote-unquote 7th place. Which is fine. And then my team was just on the edge because I I ball out on pitching. This is a league that I can crush on pitching. 
Yeah, like, I was tied for first in save holds. I was first in whip. First in ERA. First in wins. First in quality starts. And I was second in strikeouts. I was close to third, but... First place had a good 60 strikeout lead over me. Let's see, who did they have? They had Giolito and Keller and Cease. I don't know. They must have really rotated their guys a lot. Because I see two guys close to 200 and a third one close. My team had... I thought I had like four guys. Yeah, see, I've got one over 200, another one real close. Yeah. Yeah, all my guys were all my other guys are not really that impressive to be honest. So yeah, I must have played for the quality start angle and not the strikeout angle toward the back end of the season. But that's fine. Losing seventy strikeouts out of thirteen hundred during the year is not a bad percentage. But I've got all these players to to, to worry about. One guy I wanted to keep. Masataka Yoshida, I might not keep this year. I might keep my catcher, Yanir Diaz, because you can't find catchers anymore that are going to hit above, like, they're not going to hit above 250 and have 20 plus home runs. Like, this mother went 48, 23, 59 with a 286 and an 861. And an 861 might be the more impressive part because usually when you hit 23 home runs, your OPS is high, but you counteract that with a low walk rate. Well, this mother has decided that, good lord, is it really that bad? On the year, he has 11 walks, but only in the last month he's got 5 of them. So this guy has really figured out how to play. And the neat thing is they're DHing him a lot because he's not good defensively at catcher. That's Martin, uh, what's his face? Martin Maldonado. And he, Maldonado is terrible offensively, but he can call a good game and he can play defense wonderfully. So Yanir Diaz has been a DH. The question is, will they let Diaz keep that catcher eligibility next year? If that's the case, then, pff, heck, I'm set at catcher then. I'm going to keep a catcher. I've got Spencer Steer, who's third, first, second, and outfield. We'll see how long those keep next year. I got Luis Orias at first, second, DH. We'll see how long that keeps. And then I've got Rafael Devers, who had some issues this year. Like, he's batting 277 and 876, but this guy is good enough to bat 290, 900 plus. And that he's only at 89-33-98 with four stolen bases. And this guy should be a pretty old... I mean, his home run mark is definitely toward his career top. Um, his career best was 38 two years ago in 2021. But this is a guy, he's broken 100 runs twice. He's broken 100 RBIs twice. So, I mean, this is a good but not great season. Well... This is not his 2019 season, but this is not his 2021 either. This is still a good, solid season. Better than... I don't know. I got a question. So, when doing baseball, I have a tendency to rotate between categories that I find important. I tend to focus on average and OBP 
because I want players that score a lot of runs. I also have a tendency to focus on home run hitters that don't do either of them because I focus so much on the pitching at first that I'm trying to play catch up on the hitting or my early hits miss and therefore that's is that's a double mark against me I miss on pitching and then I have to deal with back end hitting which is kind of interesting so I got to keep Devers because his season's averages are 75 25 79 because 2020 screwed that up in his rookie year in 2017 he only uh he only played 58 games, so those two skew his season averages, but if you prorate that out to 162 games, that's still pretty close to 90-30-90 with a 282 average, which I will take. I will take that consistency each and every year, especially because effectively my pitchers rate 1, 2, 3, 4 in the rounds and that so he can be either like a fourth or fifth round equivalent keeper. Um, this is a keep nine league. It's not a uh, draft pick per key, uh, not a round draft pick round per keeper kind of league, where you're like, well, I drafted you in the second, I need to draft you in the second next year or in the first next year or whatever. But this is just straight up. You have nine keepers, that's one through nine. If you have five keepers, you have one through five. So, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to set with that. I'm going to take Yoshida off, and then just gamble that I can get him back, because he was kind of disappointing. Like, he started out very hot this year, and I should have moved him. That's my fault. I should have moved him, but I saw 285 and hovering close to 800 OPS, but this mother would, like, go on a tear where he's hitting 340 and 900 plus for like a month. So, and then I've got guys on the back end, just random prospects sprinkled everywhere. Guys that didn't live up to their, their hype. <coughs> the only thing I have to sit and really worry about is where Max Muncy is going to go. Because he just had a year, and we're still, you know, two weeks away from the season ending. He goes 88, 35, 102. That's 88 runs, 35 home runs, 132, 132 RBIs. But he only hit 210 and 820. That 210 is buoyed by the fact in the last 30 days, he's hit 274 and 897, which means his marks are 26, 24. And if I can hit Matt, if I can get Max Muncy hitting at 220, he's a guaranteed keep option. The question is, who do I not keep? Um, I've got Marcus Strom that's going to get thrown back in the pile because I don't trust him, even though he just turned in a top 50 pitching late year. They they brought him back and he's been pitching out of the bullpen because apparently his arm just will not hold up again. Um, I've got Logan Webb, Merrill Kelly, Jesus Lazardo, Garrett Cole, Frambier Valdez. Of those pitchers, I can probably let Kelly go, because he's his ERA is the highest on the season, 
It's a 345. I mean, Luzardo's got a 384, but Luzardo's a pitcher whose ratios are so out of fucking whack. Like, he's finally got his ERA under four, and I've been waiting for three years for that shit to happen. Um, he, he's striking out people at a phenomenal rate. He's got 194 and 166 compared to Kelly's 172 and 159. Um, I... That's a tough call between Kelly and Lozardo, to be honest. So I might keep Muncie and hold Kelly, or let Kelly go. Kelly was dropped drafted in the 20th round this last year, but that's before he came back out and, like, blew everyone away. But conversely... Max Muncie was drafted in the 10th round, which means he was one of the first guys off the... one of the first guys drafted this year, because I think there were a couple guys that didn't take nine players. So, like, maybe at most, ten people got drafted before him. Fifteen tops. So he was one of the first guys selected, so I might, because of Kelly's age... Roll the dice on Muncie as a keeper. And then see about coming back and picking up Kelly at the top of it. Because I think I finally have a solid, like, hitting base. You've got a catcher that hits 23 home runs, 286 and 861. You've got a 25-year-old rookie for Cincy that can play all around, hits 69, 22, 82, and 15 stolen bases. That's a 15-15 guy. <laughs> I want to see that 269 go up toward 280, but he's got an 816 OPS, so I can lift him. Luis Oroyas, 10 home runs, of which, like, four have come in the last month. What is that? Five have come in the last month. But he's also an average guy, so he's hitting 354 with an 865 OPS, because he just doesn't hit home runs. Of which I saw two of them in person. Uh, I got Rafael Devers that's going to hold down the Keystone. Yeah, I, I think i got to do that. One, two, three, four, five. I think I've got to hold five hitters this year. And I'm going to hold four pitchers. And then I will just draft my pitchers extremely well. Normally I keep five, even six pitchers. Because I want to lock down all my stats. So Webb, Cole, and Valdez are locks. Kelly is a maybe. Luzardo was like, I kind of have to because Luzardo's going to get picked by somebody if I don't. He got drafted, Luzardo got drafted in the 12th round, and I had to trade Zach Wheeler and Brandon Marsh for him. Which kind of sucks because Wheeler I could have flipped for more value, but I got what I could. So, that's how my baseball has ended for the year. Um, I hope to be back tomorrow morning with another podcast about how my football teams are doing. That'll give us a good run-up to our Thursday night game, and we'll see what happens. Thank you very much, and have a good one.